This is Dunson Talk number 60. Dunson Talk number 60, man. We back in here, man. We back in again. The part three of a series, a series of podcasts where we talk about uh, the versus battle between uh, Snoop Dogg versus DMX. Um, so the podcast that we did before and Ron is on, my brother Ron is on the line. Once again, we're doing this third part because we said we made a promise that we was going to give you our recap of the, uh, of the, I mean, man, I was surprised at, uh, how good it was. Were you? Um, yeah. So first, uh, first thoughts were, um, you know, before coming into it, we both, uh, both of us said that we don't necessarily love the matchup, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but of course, you know, both the artists, so I figured it would be good, but I was somewhat surprised, yeah, um, at how good it turned out. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people, um, have been saying this is the best one so far. Wow. Um, and I don't know yet. I haven't really thought about that. And we need time. A lot time. of people have we to need say time. that. Yeah, we do need time. We do need time. You know, sometimes we have recency bias, right? And the best, the best thing is always the most recent thing we saw or heard. But, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised at, um, at how good it did turn out. Um, compared to what we were thinking as we were going into it. Um, so, yeah. What do you think, because I've been thinking on, like, what do you think actually made it work? Because I feel like they're, they're from two different eras. Their music isn't, you know, and I definitely the verses made me really, I can now say, like, their music is not similar in any way to me. But it's like, no. how, how does that battle, is it because, like, both of them, uh, I'm, I am thinking that maybe because both of them are characters, like they both like kind of are like a character. Like it's yeah. kind of like they're both superstars, definitely. But it's like uh -huh. I don't know. It's like if you had two, if you had a hero and a villain, and in, in this case, maybe two heroes. They just have like it's more than just artists. Like they're like full layered. You know, superstars. Oh, maybe, you know, like maybe, maybe that was like it wasn't just them and their music. It's like X and Snoop have all these other things that you like about them, including the music. Right, exactly. I think it's because they're both personalities. They both have distinctive personalities, and they're both very much so them. If that makes any sense. <laughs> Exactly what you thought you would expect from Snoop is exactly what you got. Exactly. And X is always going to be X. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstance. And he was that. He showed up and was X. So um, I think, yeah, that added an extra layer to it. Also, Snoop is just really great as a host. He's yeah. great as somebody in front of the camera. He's completely comfortable. Um, you know, even when they had the impromptu bathroom break in the middle, he just smoothly <laughs> transitioned right up out of that, and right back into it. Like, 
he was he was just poised. You know what I mean? Um, previously, I would say before Snoop, the best person at that so far. The other battles I can think about was probably Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris is very poised, and, and he had worked on radio previously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Snoop was is a different level. Like he was the ultimate host. You know what I mean? And, and in a certain way, that kind of plays his advantage on the battle. And I'll speak about that later. That it was kind of like his show, kind of. Um, but they, it made it made it very entertaining, and, and very, made it a very entertaining watch because you had those two personalities that um, you know you watch in circus for maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. it can get a little it can get a little boring, but this I was locked in all the time. Very entertaining, very entertaining, and uh, you know I I have not always been excited about certain matchups because sometimes I feel like the matchups I feel like some of these matchups aren't being they're kind of like yeah these two guys they're both in the same realm let's put it together and mm-hmm. um, it you know sometimes I feel like. You know, I think that uh, I saw LL because they're trying to uh, put a battle together for LL. And one of the people that they were talking about putting them putting them up against was uh, Buster Rhymes. And I'm like, that's not a that's not a. And Cass was trying to get that to go. But it's like, that's not a good battle. And I feel like you'll get I mean, to me, it's not a good battle because even though they both rappers, even though they probably have been around for about the same time the sonics like ll kept saying like yo man i just don't i don't I, i'm just not I, don't, I think my music doesn't really fit with his he his is a little more loud it's a little more energy mine is a little more smooth it's a little more chill i mean i think you know what made the the x and and um and snoop battle go is just it was just the it was just the right vibe and I do think that there's been some battles in previous verses where the, the the energy wasn't it just and then when you get that somebody gets a gets destroyed and it and it really is not cool at a certain point because you're like dag it's not that this artist ain't legit it's literally like the matchup is kind of it doesn't help both people have an even playing field to fight from. Yeah, and going into this one, that's kind of what we were saying and what we were thinking, even though, it, it, as it turned out, it ended up being way better than I think. Well, at least, at least slightly better than we thought it was going to be. But as far as LL and, and Buster, like, I wouldn't even put them in the same category. Like, it's such a, it's such a different contrast in style, but also, LL came out like in 85 or something. Yeah. Like, even though, Buster has been around for a long time too. Like he's like ninety or something like that. But um, with at, at, with rap at that time changing so rapidly from eighty five to ninety, that's even a, a bigger gap than than we're talking about with Clinton and X. Yeah, uh, of five years of or six years of difference. That's even a bigger gap, even though it's a shorter period of time because rap was still discovering itself and discovering different layers and, and still evolving rapidly because it was still very early on in the process, you know? 
when you think about from 85 to 90, how different the sounds and the songs and the sounds were from there. Uh, well, I mean, of course, they're both legends, and I'm, I'm, I would be doing that regardless. But um, that's somebody who's probably going to be stuck on a Buster. Buster got him. Yo. He has 20. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Buster got 20. He probably got 25. Yeah. To be honest with you. Don't nobody Buster want Buster, man. I'm going to tell you that right now. I, nobody wants Buster. I would kind of like to see Buster and Fat Joe go out. Yo, that would be a good battle. That would be a good battle. I would prefer that one. Mm-hmm. But you know Fat what? Joe got it. Thing is, though, I think that that's a good battle, but I think, yo, Buster's a tough, Buster's a problem, man. Like, even oh, though yeah. Fat Joe got some records, I mean, he got he got a lot of records, but. Fat Joe got more records than you would think he does. He, he, he has more records than you would think he does. If you really look at his catalog, as far as hits go, yeah, he got a lot of hits. That Joe, he's got a lot of hits. He has a lot of hits. But I would, but then, he's got a lot of hits, but Buster got, I feel like thinking about it, like, and I think you are right, but I'm, I think Buster has more hits than, than Fat Joe. He probably does, but then again, these matchups are always down, slow down to, again, what you play yeah. and when you play. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And so there's a way that yeah, Buster may have more hits, but what is he gonna play? And where is he gonna play it? And you, you know, know and you know what? And, oh yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh go yeah, ahead. uh I am what to to connect what you're saying to to this battle, um, I think that this battle if if we were to look at like some of those some of those uh something that you could take away from this battle, I think that Snoop and X, I think that this battle really showed that particular skill. I think both people really matched their records. Probably to me, maybe this might be one of those battles. It's definitely Top five so far of a guy of two artists really matching their records well, and I'm I'm gonna say, yeah, with X, I'm I'm gonna say X with an asterisk because I truly do that believe that, that yo he's yo when you watching the video yo he's like you see him giving hand signals which I don't I don't know yeah. how I feel about that like I I get it I get it. I, I totally, 100% get it. But I, I don't know how I feel. It's almost like, I mean, yes, this is X, but this is really, we all, this is my thoughts of, like, if X was doing his own. We would have got mad B-sides. Mad B-sides. Sure. Songs that just are emotionally what he cares about. And uh-huh. it would have got it would have been not as close, but with Snoop, I mean uh-huh. with uh, Snoop, I mean with Swiss in the background, Swiss put that playlist together, and he did a good job, did a very good job. I'm sure he did. 
I'm sure he did. And that's okay. I feel like that's okay, especially with an artist like DMX. Yeah, because yeah. ultimately, what do you want to do? You want to put on the best show that you can. Exactly. And what we kind of spoke about previously before the battle, what we didn't want to see is X going out there and looking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, X yeah. is a legend. He is a legend. And he should be respected and treated in that way. And that's the tricky thing about these versus battles is it's always going to be legend against legend. But you don't want someone to go out looking crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, similar to, um, and we spoke about this one before, um, the Manny versus Scott Torch battle. Yo, I still feel you know what I mean? that. I feel a way about that, man. Well, yeah, at the time, I was mad. I was mad at, at, at the comments. And then even afterwards, I still felt like they didn't put enough respect on Manny's name, man. They clowned him like he wasn't a fucking legend. Yeah. Like, you, you gotta have respect for all of these artists, period. Writers, producers, whatever the case may be. You gotta have a certain level of respect for them because they're all legends. And that's what I didn't want to see get into, so I'm happy that Swiss, I'm sure he was the, the I don't even know if he was a quarter, like the head coach in this situation and I'm totally fine with that because ultimately I wanted to see X be put in the in the light that he should be put in. Yeah. I, I know we're on I know we're on Snoop and um and X, but I do wanna just say this one thing. Watching Manny versus Scott even and we're, yeah. we're a couple weeks out of it, and I mean, kind of a couple weeks, probably like a couple months out of it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, a couple months out of it, and I still. That was like if you've, I'm sure we both have seen a boxing match, where, you know, you want to see somebody, you know, somebody's going to get, you know, somebody's going to get hurt, but. Uh-huh. If it's competitive, you don't feel as bad. But if it's like right. you feel like the fix is in and like or you know what? Sometimes they'll have a guy like let's say the guy was the guy. And then there'll be a time where he kind of is like on this weird space where it's like they'll put him in a big match, but he may have to beat a couple young bucks before they'll put him back in that run to go for the title again. And then some of the, the young bucks that they'll give him are kind of guys like he really shouldn't fight this guy. Cause this guy's like in his like, like young buck, like able to be in, you know, like he don't get hurt, you know, level young buck. And you put that up against your legend. It's kind of like, you're not really protecting your legend. Like, when you're putting up against the guy, like, it's a legend, and you're putting up against the guy that, like, is destroying every person, and then you're like, yeah, this guy could go for the title, but before he goes for the title, let him go against this guy, the guy that's destroying all mm-hmm. these guys. This guy already did that. Why are we putting him up against this guy that we know, like, okay, this could go bad. You know, this this could go bad. And um, I feel like... I feel like they knew Scott was 
Scott had some records. Scott got a lot of records. Um, and they kind of put Manny in a position where, and you know what? Also, Manny kind of did one. I will say it was a bad matchup, but also Manny kind of did not strategize very well. You know, I had to keep no. it honest. He didn't strategize very well. And he played songs that I knew what it was. But when I'm looking at the comments, yeah. I'm like, oh, yo, these niggas don't even know this yeah. Jimmy record. They don't know. I'm like, dang. They send them out to the slaughter. And I, I say all that to say that I still feel bad about that. I still feel like when I watch Manny, sometimes he do his DJ, DJ sets, and I'm kind of like, I feel bad the way that it, even though they tried to clean it up, I still feel bad because when you watch the video of that, it just looks bad. It's just like, yo. It was ugly. It was really ugly. Was ugly you know, better. cats making fun of him and stuff. I'm like, this is the guy that made 500 degrees. This is the guy that made the car. Yeah. Like, this is the guy. Like, let's let's stop, you know, you know, I don't know. It was bad. I was glad that this battle was not that. And I think you're right. If you had left, if he did not do Coach Swiss, it could have mm-hmm. it could have went a different. Although, you know what I will right. give? Shout out to Snoop. You know what I'll give Snoop? I think that Snoop would almost do what Jada did. I think Snoop, as a matter of fact, I know Snoop would do what Jada did. I think if he felt it was getting ugly, he would have made it fun. I, I don't think he would have mm-hmm. let it go to a, a bad place. For sure. For sure. He was going to do that regardless. And I, I feel like another thing that made this battle as great as it was, it was the respect between the two guys for each other. And Snoop, you could tell, had respect for X, even though he's kind of like X's OG in a in sense in, in the rap game. Um, Snoop still had respect, not respect for, for X, and he wanted to see X look good. You know, you could tell, like, he wanted X to have a good showing, um, even though it's a quote-unquote battle or a celebration, however you want to see it, but I could tell that Snoop was trying to Regardless of anything, he was gonna make sure that that accident was too crazy out there. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Swift for this because I'm pretty sure he put together a Swift split, and I'm 100 percent okay with that. Round one, we have 187 versus "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot" intro, and what I wanted to ask you is, could X? Do you feel like that was the right? Is that how you would have started off, or would you have maybe picked another record? Because I feel like 187, okay, you hear 187. I feel like X could have could have picked a different record. I don't I don't know if the intro is bigger than what I thought it was, but I know the intro is in 187. Like how could have X counterattacked 187 round one? Well, I told you how, how, how I would have started off if I was X, which I think I think Swift and X did um, had a great strategy. Um, but I would have came out swinging. I would have came out swinging with one of my hits just to set the tone. You know what I mean? Uh, but I do feel like even though he probably lost that round, it still did do what I wanted him to do, which was set the tone for what the night was going to be. This is my music. This is my style. 
I will be aggressive, and that's what I do, you know. So, um, so I mean, it wasn't a terrible choice. I don't think in retrospect it's the best choice because I feel like he still just came out with a hitter, with a heavy hitter, uh, to set the tone. But he still did in a sense. Uh, but I mean, there's not a whole lot that's going to be deep cover anyway. <laughs> uh, so. But how, what, what would you have done there? What, what do you think would have been the best option for him? You know what? Because I want to set the tone, I might have played get at me, dog. I might I might have went I hard. I might have went hard. <laughs> like, I, I you know, I know 187. Like, I think what they thought was 187, like, if they play get it's kind of like if you're if you're ex you're really preserving your bullets. You're not really trying to like yeah. get machine gun funk. You really trying to like be very a marksman. You know, see Snoop has a very Snoop has a very good situation because he can be a machine gun in this battle. You know, he can be a yeah. machine gun. He didn't even play, like, there were records he did not play that yeah. were hits that he kind of left off. So he has he has a lot more room to make mistakes in rounds. And I do think that this battle right. did kind of come to that place where it's like there's certain records that he played that I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have played that to that. But he got so many he can kind of go, all right, yeah. I'll let I'll give off that round and then I'll come back and do this round. And so um I would I'm I like you said in the previous podcast, the part two, um, I would set the tone. I think we talked about maybe I feel like we said something about get at me, dog, or something big yeah. to go for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, there's probably somebody that's sitting there like, yo, dog, I wouldn't have did that. Like, yo, at least you didn't give off your, you didn't use the big joker, or you didn't use your big card, but it's like, you know what? I know 187, 187 is not, deep cover is not, I keep calling it 187, deep cover uh, is not, you know, okay, Snoop, we know that that's not Snoop's biggest record, but you know what, man? Screw it. Like, I'm here. Like, I know yep. get get at me dog beats one eight. I mean beats deep cover. I don't know why I keep calling it beats deep cover. <laughs> yeah, it does most definitely. It definitely does. So I mean, I see what Swiss was trying to do, but you know my uh, my suggestion and how I would have did it is just start off big, right? set the tone on them because you know you know you you don't, you're going in the ring with a juggernaut. You already know that. So it's best to, to have him play to your strength or at least have the audience see, oh, okay, he didn't care. He didn't come to play. Don't even, don't even let there be any uh, shred of doubt. Like, I'm, I'm not coming to play. I know I'm in here with a Titan, but guess what? I'm a Titan too. So what's exactly. up? Exactly. That's how I would do it. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna go uh guys, I'm not gonna go round for round because it was a lot of rounds. I'm just gonna kinda jump around and go the ones that I think that are kinda like, you know, these these, you know, 
This this is barbershop level, you know, about <laughs> which one you would think is the one. And there's a couple of them. Um, there's a couple of them, but I'm going to just give like a little handful. Uh, I'm going to stay in the early rounds and ask about. Now, I had this as a tie, ladies and gentlemen, on this on this. And this is round three. Um, and round three was gin and juice. Versus get at me, dog. I had it as a tie. I had it as a tie. I saw a couple people say, well, gin and juice is just nothing that beats gin and juice. Um, and gin and juice is a monster. But I feel like when we getting, if we're going to get two finishers, like two cats that they hit their finishing move, I feel like I got to give it a tie on that. Like, it's like get at me, dog is like when you think of DMX, you think of get at me, dog. I got to, like, that's his finishing move. That's his stunner. I can't, for me, I can't necessarily discount that. Like, I can't say, oh, because Gin and Juice is the bigger record that Get At Me Dog, like, Get At Me Dog is a pivotal record for X. So, I just, I really was like, man, it's a tie to me on that record because, I feel like I can't say get at, get at me dog is beating Gin and Juice. Gin and Juice is really like a a first single. If if uh, who am I is his first single. Uh, Gin and Juice is another first single. Like it's not like just right. a follow up. Some cats, I mean, they might play Gin and Juice more than they play Who Am I. So I'm like. Yo, Gin and Juice is like a worldwide, yeah, I mean. So I had it as a tie. What did you think about that round? This is round three. Uh, so, um, like you said previously, these the, both of these artists are are some of my favorite artists of all time as far as rap goes. Snoop definitely is one of my favorites. Like he's one of the first rappers that I really can remember actually following him and all that. So, you know, all those songs all those songs from that era are definitely classics. Ben and Juice is a super classic. And I understand the perspective of people saying that you can't beat Ben and Juice. Because Ben and Juice is a hip hop classic. It is. Um But I gave it to get at me dog and the reason what? why is in the moment when it was being played, I guess for me, because it's a battle, I gave it to the record that made me feel more hype in the moment. Okay. When they played it, that get at me dog spoke to me more than Jen and Juice. And also, because Jen and Juice is such a classic, you hear it all the time. So when you hear Jen and Juice, it's not going to necessarily, at least for me anyway, it's not going to necessarily get me hyped because I hear Jen and Juice all the time. Get at me, dog, isn't a record that you hear all the time, even though it is a classic from DMX. And in that battle setting, again, you know, the more aggressive record, the harder record, sometimes wins out over the bigger record. But okay. for me, in that moment, it did. All right. That was mine. Of course, I love Danny Juice. Everybody loves Danny Juice. But at that moment, it was good at me, dog. 
All right. All right. Um, round six. Now, round six, I had uh, I had X win this round. Uh, I saw some comments where Cats was like, nah, man. Down for my, you know, down for my niggas is, yo, that's down for my niggas. Like, there's no club set up, set that you ever, you know, any club set. You know, any mix show, uh, you know, just any DJ set down for my niggas is, is is definitely in rotation. Yeah. Um, but I had X money cash hoes because I just feel like as great as down for my niggas is, money cash hoes to me has always been a very. This goes back to what we were talking about with Swiss. It is a weird beat. Yeah. It's a very weird mm-hmm. beat. If you listen to an instrumental, it's basically somebody taking their hands and going down the keyboard. Like, that's the melody of the joint. It's like, you know what I mean? Just just doing it at different um, at different points in the keyboard. I want to say dict- different octaves. I think that's how you say it. But mm-hmm. um, that's, that's all that beat is. Like, it's not this complicated. This goes back to the Swiss cheat code. It's not a complicated mm-hmm. beat. And they both and and I would argue that they do a masterful job on a beat that's not that complicated. And um, as much as I like down for my niggas, I feel like what they did with Money Cash Hoes is just still kind of like unexplainable. I have not really figured out why that. You know, obviously the bars are tight or whatever, but I just feel like Money Cash Hoes down for my niggas. I feel like money cash hoes is just a more masterful move. Uh, very weird beat. Uh, some gutter shit. And, like, you got two at that time. Like, I was saying X and J at that time. Like, it was like these guys were the next guys. And they're on a record together. And I just felt like, you know, if you... if you And I know the audience is like, yo, Snoop Doe. Down for my niggas, though. See murder, though. I'm like, yo, man. If Listen. I like See Murder. You, you, when you think of that record, I mean, you got Snoop. You got See Murder. You got Magic. I just don't I just don't feel the same about it. And maybe that's some bias on my side. I love the record. I love the record, ladies and gentlemen. I love the record. I just don't think... I, I like Money Cash Hoes better. I would have never known that I did until that battle. What do you think? Um, so for that for that round, um, I kind of feel similarly to, to you as well. I gave that round to, to X as well uh, because of the moment uh, that Money Cash was at that time. If you were, as they say, outside or just, you know, being aware at that time, Jay and X were some of the biggest artists at that time, period. And for them, and that was one of Jay-Z's biggest, first biggest albums, I guess you would say. Uh, and so that moment of them being together on a Swiss beat, and I just prefer the song also. But, down for my niggas, I love down for my niggas. You know, we've been in the club several times, and who hasn't? When down for my niggas comes on, it gets the party hype, it gets everybody excited. 
But I also always felt like, even though it's a Snoop record, it ain't really a Snoop record. It was yeah, when he was on No Limit. Yeah, it was when he was on No Limit. I don't think he came up with anything but his verse on that song. I think they had that song already, and they actually could lay a verse on it. They put it on a Snoop album. Very That's not possible. a Snoop song. It's Very not, possible. It's not that's a KLC. That's KLC. Yeah. Like he, that's beats by the pound. And he don't even have the best verse on that song. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's hard for me to give him that round. I don't know. Maybe that's being, uh, you know, petty. Maybe that's you know whatever. He it is just technically his song. He's on the song. Oh, but you know what? That's see, not see. the verse. That's not the verse that they play. You know what? C murder verse is killer. <laughs> yeah, I had to think about yeah. it. C murder verse is killer. In the hook by Magic. Yeah. <laughs> That's C-Murder what people listen to on that song. They don't listen to Snoop verse on that song. Of course, Snoop is a, is a, you know, you know, when you have to say what Snoop is in hip hop. But for that song, that, that's not it. Is that's that Snoop song or is that C murder song? Or did they do the move where they share the song? I think it's on both of the albums, but it came out on that. I, I forget which record it was, The Last Meal, maybe. It was, he did three albums, I think, or two albums on the list. It was one of those albums. And it may have been The Last Meal, but I can't remember. No, or it wasn't The Last Meal. It was the one before that. Was it Paid the Cost to Be the Boss or something like that? Nah, it Whatever was the, the one. Because. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute. Let me. It's the, it's, the, it's the one where he's sitting in a in a in a low rider on the joint, and uh, it's so funny because the no limit time is such a blur for me because I remember the record <laughs> when he came out, top dollar with the gold fleet collar, dipping in my new Impala. I remember that joint, and then it's this weird like. It's this weird period uh, of him being no limit, but I wasn't. It's like, yeah, the last meal is a no limit. Okay, no limit top dog. No limit top dog. That's what it was. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, it does sure. look yep. like they did. It, it looks like they did share the song because it looks like it was also on C Murder's album as well, Trapping Crime. So, yeah, it looks like they shared the song. But, yeah, it's not. That's not a good song. It is a good song, but it's not a good song. Yo, how many albums was he on No Limit? That That is one thing that I, like... I think it was three. I want to say it was three. Because it looks like RNG, Rhythm and Gangster was when he was no longer on there. But Paid the Cost to Be the Boss, The Last Meal, No Limit Top Dog, and The Game is to Be Sold, Not Told. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, you know what? You know what? You know what Master P might have did? He might have just bought. Because I, I think what happened was he bought uh, Snoop's contract from Suge. Because if you can't. He did, and Suge still made money. He still uh, made money on all of that. That's why the last album was called The Last Meal. Gangster. The last meal for sure. This is the last time you're gonna eat off of me. Gangster. The last mm-hmm. meal. This is the last time you niggas is going. That is so ridiculous, yo. 
he had seven albums because that's the standard deal. And and last meal is the last. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you you learned something on the podcast. Wow, <laughs> that sucks. That you know your deal. You like you not you kind of like you don't even want to deal in that situation. You out of that situation, but because of contracts, you're still in that situation technically. Right. Yeah, so that's why I gave it to the ex. That's not really a good song, man. If you be honest about it. So now I got, I'm skipping around. I got uh, so many. I got round 10, right? So it, this is the shiznit versus getting on the floor. I gave this to X. And, and ladies and gentlemen, like I'm skipping around, but there's a period that X did put out. To me, a couple records that he was getting them, and in my opinion, um, I gave this to. I mean, of course, I gave this to X. I do. I do hear a lot of people say, you know, the Shiznit. He is really rapping on the Shiznit, and I and I get it. Yeah. And I get it. Please, all the Snoop Dogg fans, I get it. Like, I get it. Um, to me, well, apparently, hmm? freestyle that. Apparently, yeah. he freestyled what? that song. Yeah, there's a couple I forget. Um, Rosenberg was talking about this because Snoop was on Ron Epstein at some point. I remember hearing the interview, but I don't remember the whole thing. But there's two songs on Doggy Style that Snoop basically just freestyle. It's the Shizmin and one other song that he also played on there. Um, but I can't remember exactly what song it is right now. Top of my head. But yeah, he freestyled the song. Yo, put some respect on Uncle Snoop's name. Put some respect. I got to do an applause for that one. Put some respect. Because if you listen to the shiznit, like, my nigga is rapping. Like, and now I feel really even, I feel bad for picking Get It On The Floor. Because Get It On The Floor is really kind of just like an aggressive rap record that mm-hmm. the beat is hard. You know, the hook is hard, you know, and it's just like, that beat, another Swiss. That beat yeah. is freaking ridiculous. Like that beat is ridiculous, and it, he is. You know what I? You know what I've always loved about getting on the floor is it? It is not a party song. Outside of the hook, it is not a party song. It is aggressive, <laughs> like killer nigga song. Like it is really. There is nothing about a. If you go, kids, go to Genius and and read the the lyrics to getting on the floor. Outside of getting on the floor, it's nothing but like just yo man aggressive killer music, and I I get it, but to me uh, goes back to something like what I was saying with uh, money cash holes, but like not. I like stuff where it's like that's not supposed to work, but it does, and I feel like getting on the floor right. really isn't supposed to work because it's not. One, the beat is not really, at that time, no, club beats. I want to say this is the time when the South was like, it was going. I want to say this, is, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say, I don't know what year get uh, Grand Champ was the album it was on. I want to say this was a South time. Like, this is when South was heavy. Um, I mean, the been for about 20 years. So. I know, I know, <laughs> so, I know. To be honest, yeah, 
and we don't even have to look it up. Yes, it was the South Side. Yeah, I, I, the, yeah, twenty years. Yes, the South, the South was killing, and and um, uh, that beat didn't sound like anything. And when it came on, no. you knew that was what it was, and uh, I just found that fascinating. And um, I get it. The more I think about it, I still I feel bad because I'm like, yo, uh, two thousand three. Oh three, oh three. So, um, yeah, South was definitely it was it was happening. Um, yeah, I think that's the year Bone Crusher came out with Never Care. Oh. So. <laughs> I think that's the same year. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is when it was starting to turn. Um, but that beat would come on, and it worked with those records. So yeah, I gave it I gave it to him. Shiz, the shiznit is hard, but it's just like the, to me the energies didn't match as far as like aggression of like battle. What did you think? Um. So at this point, what, what round is this? This is round ten. Okay. So I gave this round to DMX, but I like the shiznit more than I like it up for. I didn't. Get on the floor was never my favorite song. This is when this is like around the time where to me Exus crowd uh, started to get repetitive to me. And Swizz, you know, yelling on the on the chorus. Oh yeah, it, it was that it, time. It didn't do it for me. I didn't dislike the song, but it wasn't my favorite song for me. But at this point in time, the reason why I gave this round to X was I started docking points on some Snoop because he's playing Doggy Style all the way through. And for me, I got to take some points from him for that. Even though Doggy Style is a classic album, it's a great album. If Nas got on the battle and he only played Killmatic, I'm taking points away from you at this point. Like, give us something else. You can't just play one album and play the whole thing. Like, you gotta give us something now. So I gave it to X for that reason. Ladies and gentlemen, to to to, <laughs> to 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 give some context or to just give you an idea, right? My brother literally texted me this and he said he was gonna dot points. And for him to carry that to a podcast, like this is a couple of days later, a, a day or two later. And for him to stay committed to that, like he he really did take the point. I thought, you know, you feel a type of way at the time, and then you know you go off on, on on you know, and you forget about it. No, he committed to the fact that he did not like he did not he did not like him playing, you know, arguably one of the best albums to ever come out, and 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 lean on that more than to kind of go different places. Um, and that, you know, look. When when you're talking about albums like Doggy Style, ladies and gentlemen, you're talking about albums that pretty much set forth. And as much as and I love it's dark and hell is hot, man. Um, and I do, and I will say, you know, it's dark and hell is hot. Does um, it set a precedent? But and I'm gonna jump out the window a little bit. I think X himself. Just who X was, who who X is, 
and what he represents to me set the precedent. I don't I, I think his album is an album to be studied. Like a ready to die is like an album that if you're an artist or if you're somebody trying to create your own thing, like you study that or just the lyrics and the and the bar structures and the flows, like the patterns and things, you can study. And I do think X is a study. He's a, and and yo, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Doggy Style is a study too. Like those, like if you go into oh, hip hop school, you know, Doggy Style is a study lesson. It's talking hell is hot. It's a study lesson. Like these are where you like learn the ways that you go about stuff. Ready to die is a study lesson. You learn the ways to go about certain techniques and things. But I think X is the key to X. And and I think X being who he is is like the magic key to all of it. You know, I I just think it's the album is that. But I think he is the key to it all. And I also, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, did albums come out similar to X at that time? I feel like Snoop, there's a lot of niggas that came from that tree. There's, I mean, Snoop, oh, sure. I mean, West current West Coast music comes from the root of the chronic. And oh, for sure. put your name yeah. on any leaf yeah. on the tree. And then think about it. Think about it. If you can think back that far. Think about when Doggy Style came out. 93. Um, and I can think of one example that sticks out of my brain, but I'm sure there's many other examples of people co-opting or being influenced by that album. Um, one person I can think of is, you know, I love I love JD and I love the grass, but uh, you remember Funkify when it came yeah. out? Yeah, yep. Mad West that Coast sound. Straight rip. straight rip of Dr. Dre. Mad West and Coast I love sound. the song, and I love, I love Brett, but she's from the west side of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the west side. And JD is from Thomas Park. So for that song to be that West Coast album, uh, from two people that are nowhere near from California, um, and I'm sure there was tons of other examples at that time too, but you could just see what the influence of that album was at that time. Now, going back to Doc and Point, how do you feel about the fact that he leans so heavily on Doggy Style? As great as it may be, how do you feel about that? So I'm going to take a different perspective on why I think it this was done. Um, I I do. I'm glad that I didn't do. I'm glad that we didn't do this podcast like right after because I think sometimes you need. A day or two, like a lot of people, they they do a podcast just so okay. Let me get the let me get the hits, let me get the clicks, let me let me let me talk about it early. And you haven't really fully digested, like you haven't fully. Yeah, I don't care what anybody right. says. Like when you listen to a battle or you listen to a, an event, and then you you're gonna be like a journalist or you're gonna, you know, 
you know, chronicleize or, you know, give your two cents on it. I do think that when you get that day or two in that you can um, think about it, I think it gives you a better perspective. So uh, for me, I hope that this didn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't happen. And if it did, I'm not mad. I think, I think Swiss may have had a conversation. With 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 uh, Snoop, and was, I agree. Was, I think it was collaborated on. Yeah, I I don't because if I'm Snoop, and I know he loves his first album, but if I'm Snoop, and I got all these nuclear weapons, why am I kind of? And even if you look at the video montage that they had behind them. It goes yeah. along with the song. So they all so there's a playlist mm-hmm. that was created. Yep. And and I hate to, I feel like I'm killing Christmas with this cuz I feel like, you know, it's a show we're c- killing Christmas because we're we're like you know, us is like OG music people and also OG like we understand music business a, a little bit more than just the average Joe. Like we understand like mm-hmm. music business and just the music, the the magic behind uh the science behind the magic. So we kind of can pick up on things that maybe the average Joe or Jane is not gonna pick up on. I noticed that. I when I was watching mm-hmm. it, I looked at the videos, I'm like, oh, you know, if I'm picking because you we've watched battles with Cass was picking that Jada battle, that Niggas Live. didn't, they were not in unison about what they was going to play. Like, Fab is yep. responding to what is happening. Because he, as this is happening, he's like, oh, yo, wait a minute, I got to holler at my DJ. Like, this shit is going a different direction. Notice how this didn't happen that way. And I really think, and, and I, for fans, I know that what we're saying, it kind of, it kind of does a Christmas to you. It kind of does a Christmas to you because then you kind of like, well, damn, niggas was really collaborating, collaborating like, or I'm gonna play this and you play that. Well, you know, this would mix well with that, and that kind of takes away the battle part. But right. in my humble opinion, um, from what I saw with my eyes and from what I'm gauging after watching all these, to go to what you were saying, get back to what you were saying. I think a conversation happened. I think niggas definitely did not want to do what you was talking about and put X in a position where he's getting embarrassed, not because he can't compete, but because the battle, you know, it's almost like free, like it's almost like when you battling somebody, like it becomes like merciless. It, it becomes like kill or be killed, it, it, you know, even if you like the rapper that is going against the other rapper, it just, all, all niceness just gets out, all, even when you respect a person, it, it's going to get disrespectful if you losing, if you losing, it's going to get what? disrespectful, and I think both parties were very, um, very, uh, intentional with not doing it that way. So to go back, I think, I think he was. It might have been him or Swiss. I think they felt like to make the battle more even, Snoop would stay in an area, 
And then maybe at a certain uh, point in the battle, he could open it up again. You know, I feel like, okay, you know what? I'm going to keep it cool. So if I, if I, my arm behind my back is maybe the first couple of records, I can't go and, and put out a couple of these heaters that I got on me. I'm going to just stay in doggy style. And I'm going I'm to stay well, away. Also, also, oh, go ahead. I also think, not to cut you off, but cutting you off, I, I, I also think that Snoop is a fan of rap just like we all are fans yeah. of rap. Yeah. And Snoop knows that his best as far as lyrical output was earlier on in his career. True. And when you go on against, now X is not Nas with the band. X is not, you know what I mean, Jay with the band or, you know, an ultra lyricist is basically what I'm trying to say. But he ain't no slacker when it comes to lyrics either. No. So when you know you're in a battle with somebody who has legendary verses as X does, you have to you have to meet that with okay. Well, what do I have that's in that bag? And that's all on doggy style because later on in his career, his style kind of morphed more into. Well, I'm just kicking it. I'm just going to chill on this and just flow, flow and float on this beat and just let it happen. Whatever, whatever happens, happens. But when he was really emptying was earlier on in his career. I a hundred percent agree, and I think I think with Snoop. I think Snoop is almost like an athlete that finds what works, right? Like, okay, I could do all these different things. Because in many ways, Snoop, to me, is rap's first Swiss knife, Swiss army knife. He kind of can do everything. Like, he kind of is able to kind of live. Like, a lot of your favorite rappers, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, you, especially now, but even, like, in the 90s, even, you know what, in the 90s, I'll be, I'm going I'm to jump out the window again. I don't, there wasn't a lot of cats that were Swiss Army Knives. There was cats that had something they did well, and they stuck in that lane of doing it well. Um, but, it, you know, guys like X and Snoop, I look at them as Swiss Army Knives. I look at them as cats that really can do almost any type of record. Like, X has made party records like a Get It On The Floor. He's made How's It Going Down. He's made um, Stop Being Greedy. Like, he could, and, and that's not as easy as it would seem to be. Snoop the same. But I do think what happened with Snoop being a Swiss Army Knife I think he found his, like, killer move. I, he found that move that is just undefendable. And instead of maybe sometimes challenging himself to do... And, and I also think there are records that... There are records on his, some of his albums that he does get in a bag. Like, he'll get in a bag where yeah. you kind of hear some wizardry. Like, I think on a lot of those albums, um, 
like, I can't, you know, he's got a million albums, but I'll say RNG, Rhythm and Gangsta. It got a couple records where he really is getting like in a song bag of just kind of showing all the different moves that he can do. And uh, it's there's some smooth records, but then there's some records that he's like talking about like relationship stuff. And then there's some records where he's talking about like how he feels about the world around it. To me, but Snoop, I think a thing that hurts Snoop, I don't know why it hurts him. I think the records that he make that are so big that he doesn't do like lyrical wizardry type of thing. They're so big that it like it makes it where you kind of you just don't even get a chance to like get into what else is going on. Like you know what I mean? Like the record it when you got drop it like it's hot. Niggas will just niggas just you draw it or let's get blown. They're so massive that it's like niggas don't even go to the B-sides. It just kind of becomes like, all right, these are massive. I could throw this other record out here that's like, you know, more of me, you know, playing around with the bars. But you know what? I'm going to just go with the flow. You know, I'm going to put beautiful out here. Like, I'm just going to go with it. This is what, you know, it seems like people just want from me. And so, um, but yeah, to go to your point, yeah. I Doggy style, chronic, these were the days when when I think it was, you know what, I think it was before he really understood he could make, to this day, Snoop can make a million of those beautifuls. He can make a million drop it like it's hot. He can make a million, mm-hmm. you know, let's get blown. He knows that formula so well that it's effortless for him. He, like he can make, he just he can make hit records like it's nothing for him. He has a formula; it works every time, every time. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think also he was he was probably. And I'm, I'm sure he probably would even admit it. He was hungrier at that point. Oh, um, yeah. He was a he was a starving artist trying to get on, so he had something to prove. And then with his first album, he goes at five, six, seven times platinum. You know what I mean? And and that and and and, and, and story was written from there, basically. Like, okay, well, I already got the success. Like, how much bigger can you get than that? You don't. You can't get bigger than that. And so, um, and so, yeah, so he went into a different bag, but I think that's part of the reason why he, he stayed with those sound because, you know, okay, yeah, these are, these are the songs that I would fit to. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta display that in this battle. Um, cause there was more hits that he left on the table that he didn't play. Oh my God. But they were in a different, they were in a different realm. You know, more smoother, more more R and B. You know, uh, which may not have actually fit the battle itself. You know, and you you know another thing that I I would say Snoop kind of kind of and me think I I was thinking about this when I'm thinking about like because to me 
I agree with Glasses Malone. He had a, a Breakfast Club interview, and he was saying, you know, Snoop is like one of the greatest rappers to ever do it. Like, when you think about that time where he came out, there was nothing like Snoop. There was nobody who rapped like him. There was nobody who sounded like him. There was nobody who said what he said. There was, you know, there, Yeah, he was, I think Glasses was saying at the time where they were, because people, people don't know their history, but it was kind of somewhat controversial because he was saying at the time, Snoop was a bigger artist, a much bigger artist than Tupac was. And it caused all kinds of controversy because but people don't know the history. And they're not willing to do the history. And they're thinking about now instead of thinking about then. Um, and whenever you bring Tupac into anything, there's always a controversy because <laughs> people just stand out for him uh, at the ultimate level. But it is true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it, it is true. It's true. This at is Humpty Dumpty Tupac. Right, right. In 93, Pac was a star, but Snoop was the biggest rap star at, at that time, 93, 94, going into 95. Snoop was, there was nothing bigger than Snoop. No, no. It just wasn't. Not in hip hop, not in rap. So, and I, I, that's coming from living here in Atlanta. I couldn't even imagine what it was out there. Oh, my god! He gosh, probably was the biggest man. thing since life Oh, my gosh. You know? Man. I mean, you know. And, and, I, and, you know, talking about his discography, I think where Snoop has an amazing career, you know, a legendary career. Um, there's a million, kabillion artists that would trade places tomorrow the next hour, the next minute, the next second to have the type of success as an artist. And you know, artists don't have success like that. Like, in general, most artists, they may make it an album, two, possibly three. But generally, you in and out. Like, it seems like it was a lot of people that had long careers, but it really wasn't. It's, it's like, really no. kind of a lot of, like, one, two, um, maybe a hit, another one, and then they're just gone, and you just forget about them. Um, I think I think uh, you know what I, I something that I could connect between X and um, and Snoop. Um, Snoop, I think one thing that I don't want to say it hurt his career. Oh dang! All right, we lost the call. Um, give me one second. I'm gonna get Ron back. Hold on one second. I'm gonna get him back on the phone. We we recording in real time. Real time. I'm gonna keep this in here. I'm gonna keep this in here. Or oh, I might cut it out. I might edit it. I might chop it out. Hey, yo. Yo, yo, yo. We we, we lost. It's no I don't pause, know what man. We, we got Ron back. We got Ron back. We back in On the here. podcast. Part two. Part two. Part two. Um, the thing that X wins, I think, has always won on is that he had one producer that, that he believed in before nobody believed in him, and he stuck with him. He stuck with him. 
And Swiss is on all those albums. All those albums. Every album he's ever had, Swiss is, has been on the album. And he's, I want to say, every hit that X has had, outside of like, Get At Me Dog. Swiss and Dame Grease was. Yeah, Dame Grease. Yeah, Dame Grease was. Mm-hmm. And Dame Grease is underrated. He's got some killer, killer, Super killer underrated. beats. You know what I mean? Killer beats. But. I think when Snoop had the issues with um, Death Row, when you know, he had to like jump <laughs> off the label. Happened. Yeah. You know, and then. But really, really, what happened was Dre left. Yeah. That's what happened to Snoop. Yeah. If you think about it, he dropped Doggy Style in 93. He didn't come out with Dog Father until 96, and then he had the trial in between them, the murder case. Yeah. Uh, which, of course, I'm sure delayed the album too. But Dre left. And that follow up album? No. Compared, compared to Doggy Style? Not even close. I'm sure. It, I know it went platinum. But compared to Doggy Style? No. It was a major drop off. No. It no. was a serious drop off. No. And Snoop never got back to that level where he was. After that, he never got back there. Now, he's a legend, and he came out with several other albums that still, he's still doing platinum, still was having success, but he never got back to the where he was in 93, 94, 95. He never got back up there no. as an artist. No, no, and he's had, but he, I'll give Snoop this. He has certain albums that I'll give him, because, um, he doesn't have an album comparable to his first one, no, not at all. Um, that, but I think he would. I don't know. I feel like they they captured with Doggy Style a lightning in a bottle, like the Chronic and Doggy Style is lightning in a bottle. And I think that whatever was going on at that time, I think it, I think also, and you know, like when you're in the studio, like yo, you got him. Uh, Daz, Corrupt, um, DOC, Dr. Dre, like it's all these, it's just a crew of these niggas, like all in the studio, laughing, smoking, yep. having fun. Like, that's why those two albums were just like it, just the energy around them was just so amazing. And the sad part about that story is like he never quite could find what really was the, the stuff that made him like. That, like, as far as, like, there was a chemistry between all of them. That's why when you listen to uh, The Chronic 2001, it's like you hear, uh, it's not that, but you hear, like, what that is, like, re, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, an updated version. Yeah, an updated version. It's not quite that, but you get, like, if you were trying to recreate that, 2001 would be that. But I think. Snoop needed to have Dre produce all his albums. I'm glad yeah. that didn't happen, but he needed it to continue what he did on Doggy Style. Yep. Yep. And I remember, like, I remember my time. Snoop coming back with an album was like, it was highly anticipated. Yeah. 
people have been talking about it for forever. Think about it. Like, that's three years. From the first album to the second album, that normally doesn't happen. People were heavily anticipating that album. I remember uh, people just being disappointed. Like, what is this? What happened? You know? Um, but to his credit, he kept pushing and he kept making more hits. Kept coming out with great albums. And he stayed a star the whole time. He never lost his title. Nah. He never, like, he was always and He was always a fixture in hip-hop. Um, and still is to this day, you know, how many years later, almost, I guess almost, what, 30 years later, something like that. It's insane. Um, it's insane. But, yeah, so. Yeah. I, I don't s- even know how we got on that thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think we're talking about the. And I do want the audience to know my Snoop albums are Doggy Style, The Last Meal. As if we're talking like the best of Snoop, Doggy Style, The Last Meal, RNG, I'm trying to think of another one. You know what's the, um, what's the good uh, Snoop album? I guess when you say later on in his career, the blue carpet treatment. Yeah. That yeah. That that has. I, I think say. that got. That's, doesn't that have a couple of Dr. Dre productions in there on that joint? I, I think so. Dr. Dre, and I think he got a couple from Pharrell too. Yeah, him and Pharrell do a really that. RNG, and I don't know how we got on this channel. I just my brain just went to that place, but. Um, when you see, that's what he he does well at. Like when the Neptunes produce all of RNG, you can tell he needs like one producer, and they get in and they vibe, and then they make great music. I think when you have this thing where it's kind of like he's just getting beats from people and he's putting it together, it works, but it's not the it same. It doesn't work on that level. Yeah, yeah, you know what right. I mean? And he he just happens to be that kind of artist. Now there's other artists like that, you know, you could say uh Rick Ross. Yeah. He can curate his own album. Yeah. yeah. He can work with different producers and curate uh an album that still sonically sounds like one piece of art. Um Jay Z, yeah, he can do that. Yeah. You know? Um, but some other artists need to be produced. You think Nas? You think Nas? Would you put Nas on that? <laughs> or, you, or you think? Or you feel like ah? You know, you know the classic thing that the people always say about Nas that he is not the best that he can be, which I think is over exaggerated. But um, it's over exaggerated. It's over exaggerated. But I, I think that he could he could benefit from getting into the studio with one artist with one producer and have them do the whole project. He could benefit from that. Um uh, and just he's just a different he's in a category all by himself. <laughs> I agree with just, that. I agree with that. I think he doesn't get that enough. Thing. He right. don't get that enough. He's different. Right. He's different. He he's you know he he he's a different guy. He's a different guy. He he you know he he him and Salam Remy do great work, but it's like, yeah, it, man. Well, I don't, I don't even want to get on that tangent. I, and we and 
We love Nas. I think all Nas fans know what we're talking about when we talk about, like, Nas also has these, like, moments where you're just like, it was perfect. And then you kind of, yeah. like, have these moments where you kind of, like, are searching for that one perfect moment. You're kind of like, Illmatic's so good that you, like, you like you're like your brain explodes. You're just like yo, and then I like it is written. It was written. Um, not it was written. It, it's a great album. It really. It, it is a great album. They wasn't giving it that when it was coming out. They wasn't. No, it wasn't giving it that nope. because it wasn't ill met, and he couldn't have made another ill met. There's yeah. just no way as an artist to make the same classes. He, even if he gave you another Illmatic, it still wouldn't have been the same because now your expectations are there. So he went in a different direction and people gave him flag for that. But if you go back and listen to It Was Written, it's an excellent album. Yo, Trackmasters gave Underrated. him some, 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 solid, mm-hmm. some solid production. And I, I, you know, I honestly, and I'm going to jump off of Nas, but I, I just, Nas, I think, has a Snoop effect also where it's like cats really their first album was so life changing that they, they kind of have a bad situation. Like they kind of get expected to then repeat that. And that's a tough thing to do. And they kind of all, you know, also didn't do what maybe the people would have wanted them to do. So it's kind of this, you know, you got, you know, all these beats from all these, like, backpack, you know, digging in the crates, Negroes, and then you go and get track masters. It's kind of like, ah, I don't know, you know, how to connect it. Yeah, the purists. The purists are never going to love that. Yeah, yeah. The they, they're hard to please anyway. Like they're, they're hard to please anyway. Um, this is true. <laughs> uh, Ram, we ain't jumped up. Look, this is a podcast. You know, these are the things that happen. Uh, we're going to skip around. <laughs> um, uh, a tough battle that I saw some different things on. Uh, what these bitches want versus beautiful. Uh, uh yeah. That I was had, tough. I had that, that as a tie, but you know, these are both killer records. These are the, you know, I, once again, it was, you got two people. Beautiful was a huge hit for him. It's a great record. Great beat. Uh, what these bitches want is a excellent Baltimore. Nokia did the beat. Uh, Absolutely. No, and man. Cisco is on the hook. And Cisco <laughs> is on Cisco. the hook. So you know, how did you how did you have that record? Uh, I mean, how did you have that battle? Going the battle. Uh, what these bitches want hit hard and beautiful. To be honest with you. Mm. Um. Because it's such an aggressive record, so he, um, it just hits harder. And <laughs> shout out to DMX, man. He hit the second verse <laughs> on what these bitches wanted in classic. Oh, oh, but, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I mean, who else could ever do that? Like, come on, man. And he had he all the names. The whole verse. He spends a whole verse naming different women. Like, who, who else would ever do that? Um, Amazing. And so, going to battle, 
going to battle um, that hit harder. But in retrospect, I love Beautiful. I love Beautiful as a record. Um, it's one of the classic flute songs. Pharrell, of course. Um, the video. Um, so if I had to do, I'm probably going to lean towards that. But really, that set round is really the time. So, so that was your first, like, you're like, okay, that I can't, I can't, I can't really. Well, at the time, I think I swore to say, but in retrospect, thinking back on it, that's really a problem. That's what's supposed to be get, really. I mean, if I have to be in the moment because of going to battle, that record is just a harder record, and then beautiful is just, you know, beautiful. But, um, it's really a problem. It, it honestly is a Okay, okay. Round 15. This was a tough one for me. I'm glad that I'm reading this because it reminded me back. Okay, this was a tough one for me. This is a record that I really love. Uh, you know, look, uh, for people that, you know, go, oh, man, this is a depressing record. Look, I like the records that, uh, that are... I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I like records that, you know, I like, okay, club. I like, all right, rap. Oh, I'm the shit. All that. I like all those records. But there's something about the records that, you know, uh, X said something in that battle that I, I, I'm glad that he said that because I, I don't know if I've ever heard him say that. He said, yo, you rappers, you got to write that pain. Like, yo, always, yeah. you know, if you feel that pain, write that pain. Like, they need that. And you know what? I was like, man, I fuck with X. You know what I mean? Because I like the records that you're talking about, like some stuff. Like, I give me all the, you know, give me, you know, the Swiss Army knife. Give that to me. But give me records that you giving your introspection or your thoughts on what the world is outside of yourself and just what you're going through. Like, I rock with those, those type of records. Uh, Slippin' versus Murder Was the Case. And uh, you know yep. what? I'm going to switch up because I gave this, uh, anytime it was records like this, I gave it the tie. But uh, no. Um, I put Snoop. I put Murder Was the Case. But, oh. but you know what? Because murder, murder Was the Case is, is freaking. Murder it was is. The case yeah, is ridiculous. That's a, that's a but um, I'm a switch mine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is the first switch of a choice that <laughs> on on podcast history. I'm gonna go with slipping because uh, slipping to me uh, gives you the vibe of of a somebody in the struggle, man. Like as much as I love, I love murder was the case, man. I love. I I even got the soundtrack to murder was the case, like the movie. I got that. Um. <laughs> Uh, I love Murder Was The Case. I remember the video. I remember all of it. Um, and he's spitting. And going back to what you were saying earlier, yep. like he was spitting. I feel like slipping just means more to me. I, I feel like any man, anywhere you go, any man, woman, whoever, if you go, went through a period of your life where you feel like you're just trying to, like, figure it out and, like, you're going through, you know, just trying to, like, find your way through just life like if you just you know i just could i just could really connect to what slipping was talking about um and i like that record because you really get x's perspective of life for real how about yourself um so doing a battle 
I, uh, I, this one was really tough, too. It was one of those that could have been a tie. Um, in the moment, I gave it to X, which is like I can keep saying it. But <laughs> in the moment, I gave it to X. For the exact reasons that you said, you know, that there's very few songs that are like that. And when he performed that song in that moment, knowing the history of it as an artist, as we, you know, followed X for, you know, since the late 90s to now and everything he's been through. Um, and to see him there looking healthy, yeah, looking man. like, you know, wasn't drinking. The best we've seen him. Nope. Wasn't smoking. Best we've seen him in I don't know how long, you know. Um, and just all of that put together. And the fact that the song is just one of those records, one of those records. Like, like you said, it's a universal, it has a universal appeal to it. Like, regardless of what your story is, um, we all have those times in life where you know, you may be going through trials and tribulations and um those that is one of those records. Um and of course murder was the face of the monster. I mean, I don't remember when it came out. I remember when he did that performance at the award show. Oh in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. Yeah. And then he got up out of the wheelchair. Yeah, it was man. like the biggest moment, like, what? You know, they said I couldn't walk and talk again, but anyway, and he gets up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was a moment. And, but in the moment of the battle, it was slipping that, that made me feel something more than murder was the case. Murder, but that's, I mean, so, it, it's tough, man, because Mur, murder was a case like, well, if you listen to that. It's not fair. It's not fair to. to I mean. To like, ladies and gentlemen, when you go back and listen to Murder Was the Case, it's a well built record. Like, and I mean, the bass in that joint is like the just the beat alone is stupid. But like, when you listen to what X is saying, I mean, X is saying, when you listen to what Snoop is saying, I mean, yeah, he is articulating like uh, just a whole story of some stuff where you're just like, whoa. That's a dark record too. Like that's a dark record. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Another thing before I forget um, that I that reminded me something that I guess I must have known. Uh, but watching a battle, it really became apparent to me. Snoop knows how to write a very memorable lyric because I found myself knowing the words. To almost every song that he had on it, word for word. And I'm like, damn, I don't even know I knew the song like this. Like, of course, I knew I was a big school fan back in the day, but it's like, damn, I'm just, I'm just spitting the, the lyrics as he's saying them. I'm like, damn, that's a talent. That's a talent to be able to write something that's so catchy that people just remember it and it's just implanted in your brain forever. Yo, like, so. that, that, that's his gift. That's his gift. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find when did he play It Ain't No Fun. Cause I did want to, I did want to, I did want to find, I did want to put that up. Because I forgot, what did, what did he do? Because Ain't No Fun, I thought, 
When did Ain't No Fun go up against? We're going back around, because I do want to kind of see what you thought about. I feel like, well, wait a minute, did I write that down? Did I get... Hmm. I might have to skip that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I I might I'ma skip that. Dag it. I wanted to I wanted to see where oh wait a minute, wait a minute. I found uh all right, if I don't find it in a couple seconds, I'm just gonna leave it alone. But I felt like ain't no fun. I did I liked it. That's one of my favorite. Like the Nate Dog joint on that. Verse on that, I mean, that's one of my favorite. Like, I know pretty much all the words to that uh, that Nate Dog part. I know that part by heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the most the disrespectful songs. And oh, the corrupt part of that song. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, yeah. classic, vulgar, super vulgar, terrible, and great at the same time. I found it. So I, I want to double, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to double back because Ain't No Fun is such a big song for me. Uh, I wanted to get uh, Ron's uh, opinion on. So Ain't No Fun went up against Back in One Piece for, from uh, Aaliyah featuring DMX. Mm-hmm. Um, now this review has Snoop Dogg winning that one. What are your thoughts on that joint? I, I, I had to go Ain't No Fun. Cause I love, but X that that X feature is crazy. But I went with Ain't Man. No Fun because Ain't No Fun is just I love it. I mean that's just my record. I can't really go against it. How about I you? love Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah one hundred percent. I think we all grew up uh, our generation like what Aaliyah meant to us and to me specifically. I think that was on the Romeo side. Oh yeah, right? and. Just to hear her voice, you know what I mean, going that battle and giving a tribute to her was a beautiful moment. And, and I kind of, I, well, when I was thinking about X and his song, I didn't think of that song at all. And I, that song was a hit. And I, I loved hit. that song at the time. Super hit. Um, but I gave that round of two. <laughs> ain't no fun, it ain't no fun. Like, that's. So many classic things about that song. The beat, the lyrics, the Nate Dogg part, like you said, corrupt the verse on that song. <laughs> it, it goes back to, which is something that is somewhat unfair about battling anybody. Being in that camp at that time with all those great artists, writers, producers, all in the same room at the same time. The magic that they made there. Yeah. That's a testament to that right there. Rage. That song. Doggy, uh, yeah. dog food with, uh, with, uh, corrupt and Daz. You know yep. what I mean? Like, they, they, the there was a pound. dog pound. The dog pound literally mm-hmm. coming out with dog food. Uh, Lady of mm-hmm. Rage. Like, RBX, like they had like a whole. I mean, the magic that, that they wild. made, it it it's, yep. it has it, it's just that was a time. That was a time. Um, let me go back. So we had to double back. I just wanted to get that opinion. 
So now we're in round 17. I want to go to this one because this one is a is a big, uh, maybe not a big one. But uh, maybe not a big one. Maybe not a big one. Um, I'll go with this one. LL Cool J, 54321 versus mm-hmm. the East Siders. I love it. Would yeah, you? Uh, that, that was one of the easiest rounds for me to score. Remember, we, on a previous episode, um, when I was starting to talk about X's pieces, which I don't think he, he actually didn't go with all of the ones that I would have went with, but he did two of the big ones. Two of the biggest, or three of the biggest ones, actually. Uh, and that was one that I wanted to hear from her. And I was so happy when I heard it come on. I was so hyped. <laughs> I was like, I was like, because it was towards the end of the battle, I'm like, damn, he hasn't played Sports League One. He hasn't played 20 Powers of Lift. He hasn't yeah. played uh, Money, Power, Respect yet. But when I heard that, I was like, yes, okay. All right. And that verse from X, that is like the prototypical DMX feature verse that and he he went last on that song, you know, and this is when a time um in hip hop went if he went last on the song, that means he had the best verse. That was the cleanup verse. And that was the exclamation point on that song. And when he played that I was man, I was so thrilled, man. And I was I was wondering, I'm like, okay, how is Snoop going to count it? Because he still had some clips. He still had some big ones. So, you know, some bombs that he hadn't played yet. Um, and he did the East Siders record, which I don't even think is, for me, the best East Siders record. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. But I also realized that more than likely, it must have been a more of a regional hit, uh, more of a bigger thing on the West Coast at the time. So it's like I remember the song, I remember the video, you know, um, and I like the East Side. Um, but that there was no problem. I was like, "Yep, this is X right here." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and and you know what? The best part about and the reason why I really wanted to bring this record up is because I always remember one. You know, obviously they all came and, and did their thing, but this is where a great legendary another battle comes from this this record because uh, oh, yeah. this is the battle in which LL cannabis and LL yeah. takes this is when LL changed his change, verse yo. after cannabis did his verse and thought he was being disrespectful yo. and came back and took shots on him on the phone and put it out yeah. And we're going to have to do a podcast where we talk about it. Because that, I mean, when you listen to later interviews from Canvas, I feel bad for him because he really, you know, really looks so like I didn't understand why he was getting at me. Because I rock with L. And Meth and Rev have both had interviews where they were like, yo, man, Canvas love L. Like, I, you know, I, you know, that wasn't really what it was. But, yo, you know. L just really, LL really kind of just like, I mean, he went back. And mind you, you know, somebody, whoever was dealing with the business in that, the fact that they kind of put Canvas in a position where he got, yeah, you know, you kind of like, 
solidarity. LL, okay, it's LL, but you, okay, you got to at least, I don't know the story. Maybe he knew. I just can't think that he knows that's coming and then lets his verse be his verse because he might be like, all right, well, wait a minute. Let me, I'm going to change mine. We're going to do something. This is is before Cannabis had Buzz. Well, this is before he actually ever dropped the album, if my memory serves me correctly. At this time, when this when this record comes out, LL is already a legend. Yeah, point. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a legend. He's a big dog, a big big dog at this point in time. Uh, now, apparently, you may know LL, LL as an actor and an actor only, but at this point in time, he's a, a legend. And before that even happens on this song, before everybody realized what was going on. You have meth, you have red, you have cannabis, which is like a young gun. Everybody was anticipating him coming out. You have LL, and then you have DMX. And before we even knew what was going on, and who, you know, Al was actually talking about in the song, the biggest thing about the record was X's verse. You talk about Method Man and Red Man on the yeah. song? Who... Like, you know, also legends in their own right. In Cannabis, the Young Guns, in LL on the song. But everybody was talking about X's birth when it first came out, from what I remember anyway. And so I was so happy that X played that first. But yeah, in LL, he went at him. And that went at Cannabis and that that Fox second round knockout. Yeah, when Mike Tyson. Oh, drop the bomb on him. I think that was the last one. Which one was the one where Mike Tyson is like training? uh, (laughs) That's such a a round knockout. That was cannabis' response. And he was talking about how he uh, he eats. What do you say? Yo, I totally, yo, I'm glad you brought that up. Because you know what? It needs to be said and documented. The line was out of the line. The line is out of the line. For all y'all, if y'all don't know what he's about to say, look, go and listen to Second Round Knockout. You're going to hear a line that's mad crazy. It's just, I never understood it as a kid, and I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why you had to say that. We, you know, go listen to the record. He's going, you'll know it when you hear it. You're going to hear something and it's going to be like, <laughs> you know, it, 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 the beginning of it, you might have more cash than me. You go listen to the rest of it and, <laughs> and, and, and find yeah. out how he rhymes that. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. I, why did you say that? But the Mike Tyson part where he goes, um, Yo, uh, when you come, you got to come for blood. Like, you got to, you know what I mean? You got to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You can't be no sucker. You can't be no, you know, can't be afraid. I think you can't be no pussy or something like that. It was some mm-hmm. wild, crazy yeah. stuff. But, yeah, mm-hmm. X came and killed that record, man. Definitely killed that record. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a, a unintentional battle, you know, also came from that record. Um, yeah, 
I'm glad he played that record. That was that, I was also happy. I was definitely I was so happy. looking for him to play that because I thought that that was um, uh, needed to be played for X's legacy. Like that, that has always uh, been one of the ones. Um, so we're getting to the end. Uh, this is a good one. Round 19, DMX Rough Riders Anthem versus Nothing But a G. This was tough for me uh, because I love both of these records. I remember the video for Rough Riders Anthem with the bikes and the Rough Riders and just the whole, just the niggas on a brick wall just rapping. I think the locks was up in there, all that. And then I remember like, you know, you know, Dre comes to pick up. Snoop at his crib. He got his whole yeah. family running around, and then they go to a barbecue. <laughs> oh, you know my favorite part of that video? As a kid, you know I'm a young the, kid. The little kid, the kid dancing. Uh, that, but also uh-huh. the part where uh, the the dude, like she's playing volleyball, and the dude just comes through and just oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. takes the takes so the bra off real that quick. That would not fly. That would not fly these days, boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Oh <laughs> no! They would. They would the not. Pounds. Yeah. Um. They would not like Two, that. They three, not. Oh my Man, god! You know what about, about that song? No, amongst everything else is uh, that bass line, man. Oh. Yeah. Yo, that bass line is classic, man. Oh my god! Classic, man. You know what? Um. I mean, it's it's one of the best hip hop records probably ever made. Uh, you know, as I think of it, I, I can't. I I have to I have to switch this up. I no, you know what? What did I say? I got to look at what I wrote. I got I had to pick Snoop because well, you know I I can't see myself not picking Snoop. Let me look. Let me see. What is this? Round nineteen. Yeah, I picked. Oh. I kind of, I kind of got gibberish. I picked Snoop, but I also put X. I don't know what that means. I think, uh, I think in the moment, I can't remember what I what I picked in the moment. I want to say I might have went with Rough Riders Anthem, just because again, that song is so aggressive in a battle. It's in a, you know, it's about who's most aggressive and yeah. which song hit hardest. She's saying it's so such a laid back smooth record. Super smooth. Even though I love it in that room, it sounds too smooth to go against Rough Riders Anthem. I mean, the energy on Rough Riders Anthem oh, is, is this is getting robbed. It, it, it took me to a place. It took me to a place. This, this is, oh, yeah. is Buck Fifty music. This is getting assaulted. <laughs> Someone is being assaulted in the streets. Um, immediately, immediately. I'm. If you go, if you going with the anthem, I, I'm gonna go with nothing but a G thing. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta rep. I, I, you know, it's this is a tough one because both of these records I, I love. I'm going to go with that Bungie thing, man. The music video just inspired my life, and I just, 
you yeah, know. he picked up missing the house while everybody running around the house. Yo. I mean, that was like, a, who can't relate to that situation? Yeah, like, stupid cook is like a is like a teenager who's probably going to move out soon, maybe. Uh, he don't really want to stay there with all his family, but <laughs> whatever. I'm here. I'm here. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting for Dre to pick me up. I'm sitting on the bed. <laughs> Dre comes and picks me up. We're going to go up to this barbecue. It's so relatable. Snoop and Dre really always filmed the best, like, party scenes at that time. Like, they, like even at the end, yeah. like, they got this really cool party scene where they hit the shorty up with the 40s. Like, she was being, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, like, an a-hole, and then they go ahead and hit her up with the 40s. But it seemed like all their videos, when they shot, like, parties, they had some, like, Killer parties. Oh yeah, yeah, kids. Warren G is also in that bit. You see a young Warren G before he became young Warren. You know Warren mm-hmm. G. You know, um, uh, and Dre you know, Stella. honestly, we were still kids at that time. Yeah, it made me want to party right now. Yeah, to hang out like these people. Like this is fun. You know, I wish we could go back to the time machine and go back to those days oh, just to hang out. Man. This is before cameras, you know, I, and I, you know, those parties were probably even more legit because these were before cameras. Like, you know, yep. like these are parties where if you weren't there, you didn't know what happened. So those was that, that their parties were probably like over the top legit. Um, let me see. Uh, let me go to um round twenty. We got party up, which is a mega DMX hit. Uh, party up. Uh, going against drop it like it's hot. Uh, what is your? That was another tough one. You know, that was these last two one, are, are very are very. That was another one where it's just like. And again, it's like the styles are so damn different. So it's hard to even compare those two kind of records. Um, I remember on the last episode, you know, I was speaking about Party Up is probably his biggest record as far as popularity, as far as, you know, worldwide appeal. And um, I like Party Up. I like Party Up too. It was one of those songs that they played a lot. At the a lot. Probably too much. MTV, <laughs> MV, MTV adopted that song. They, they did. Woo! I remember that. <laughs> okay, I need to turn it down because they played it out. But, um, but in, in, that, in that round, I think I got, I, I gave it to Snoop. Um, that that sneaking around. I remember that video, the black and white. This was during the time where Snoop was kind of past his prime at this point in time. So yeah, definitely. Snoop definitely. was like, Snoop was still like the legend that you just love. Like, you just love Snoop. You can't not love Snoop. And that beat, that, and you know, you can't really give Snoop credit for the beat, but it's the song. That beat was so different, just like everything that Pharrell and them did at the time. And um, 
video with Icon. He had his kids in there. Like, so, honestly, yeah, I, I gave that one. It's one of my favorite kids, yeah, post, you know, um, Seth Rowe and all that. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, that re- that record is is definitely in the in the, in the classics in the classics of the beat is, the beat is super simple, but it's out there like like only for do. So the last round would be okay. So really, oh wow, it's twenty rounds, but I guess they got twenty one rounds. Was it always twenty one rounds? I thought it was just twenty. But, well, it was only twenty, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they got 21 here, so they got Where the Hood At versus next episode, and that's just not, you know, and for me, it's yeah. like, you know, next episode beats that. And, th- and this goes um, to what I feel about in conclusion with the battle. I feel like those last couple Snoop that's edged what did You know, Snoop that's edged That's it. what did X-Men. You know, like it's close. Don't get me wrong, ladies and gentlemen. It's close, very super close, way closer than I thought it would be. Um, But I feel those last couple records at the end, he might have edged him by one or edged him by two. It, you know, possibly three, but we could do one two. Yeah, I think I think at that time, um, I think I had it. Maybe I going into the last round, or maybe Snoop was up one going into the last round, but it was very close. But, and you know, that song was a big song for him, but I mean, it just it doesn't compare. Like, and when you don't end right, if you don't begin right, and you don't end right, and you lost the battle. <laughs> yeah, so this all goes back to why the first yeah. record that that we were talking about when it was uh uh deep cover right. versus the DMX intro is kind of like that's when it comes into play because if you got that round then those last two rounds that were shaky wouldn't mean this much. But did so, he have any yeah. more at that moment? Like did did X have <laughs> Like, I don't feel like twenty four hours to live would 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 yeah. um have. That's you know, where I'm going. That's where I, that's where my mind was going, and I don't know if it does anything more than what they did in the plan. Um, I think CP was a song that was a hit. That song was a hit at the time. Um, but did it age well? Is it the way you want to end the battle? I don't know. I mean, I mean, look, I let me look at this again. Uh, I mean, where the hood at? It's crazy because where the hood at did ring, and I think he shot that in Baltimore. I want to say where the hood at he shot in Baltimore. Oh, I think it was like a a thing. Like, don't quote me; I could be completely wrong. But one of these videos. Towards the end of you know, yeah, because he does have some Baltimore affiliation. He, he lived there for a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was um, yeah. He's there's been times where people have said like, "Oh, yo, I saw X like, and he was in Baltimore. Like it was, it was, you know, he's 
He's had rhymes where he rap. I don't know if he had family down here or whatever, but it was, you know. Somehow that makes sense to me, though. <laughs> Baltimore is a city where somebody like DMX could be at. He could thrive. Like that. He could thrive. It, it matches him. He could thrive. It matches him. I also heard Capadonna sometimes. Like, her Capadonna could be down here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, as much as that's a big record, I wasn't, I like it, but I mean, I didn't like it like that, like that. You know, it was like one of those, like it, you know what? It goes back to an earlier statement you made about he had something. Then it became like X had a formula that was like known. This is an X formula. Like where the hood at to me sounds like trying to get back to that record that, X made and and for whatever reasons I don't know why but that record doesn't hit for me like what they were trying to do it just didn't really connect yeah. to me um, I think that's exactly exactly what you said is is the gospel right there um, at that time in his career they were trying to just do what they had been doing and I think that's kind of why, even though that song, again, wasn't hit, still don't hit as hard as a Rough Riders anthem or something earlier on in his career, where you get at me, dog. Because at that point in time, it kind of became like a formula. It's kind of like, okay. Like, I like it. I like the act, but you kind of giving us the same recipe with some different sprinkles on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, which makes sense from a business standpoint, but from an artist or from a fan standpoint, and, and well, it just wasn't the way to end it. He could have played Rough Riders after Nick. He would have took that round. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, maybe he maybe he doesn't take the round, but it would have been closer. The better, it would have been closer. It would have been, been a better way to end the battle. Because next next episode is a very that's you know, a hard one. To be, I mean, way. we talking. I mean, yeah. the sample, what Dre did over that sample, and just there's yeah. so much songwriting, like the way, you know, na 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 is the number. I mean, it's just, yeah. uh, it, it is a lot. You know, next episode is a lot. There's a lot there that you kind of like, if you're going to come with something. You have got to yeah. come with something that really can kind of, you know, you're going to have to have a couple moves in that move. And, and, and I think he just didn't have, um, going back to the Swiss Army Knife thing, I think with X, so Snoop wins a lot because he's a Swiss Army Knife as far as like his career. I think towards the end with X, I think him being like a like this is this this is a hammer. A hammer yeah. does this and it does this very well. Yeah. And I think towards the end of his career, I think that that was uh, a negative because when you look at Jay, he kind of his sound has changed many times. Like he's done many different type of things. Those are the artists. Those are the artists that have everlasting career or longer careers. It's those that can adapt 
when you have a sound and that's your sound, you're going to have a career like that where you demand for a good four to five, six maybe years and you're going to rack up in that time, period. But once you not demand anymore or once people get tired of that sound, then it's going to go away and it's going to go away quickly. And you can, you can compare that and so you can compare this artist to both of these artists and their similarities. And that's 50 Cent. Yo. You can compare 50 Cent to Snoop and the fact that his first album was his best album by far and the most successful album. But you can also compare him to X in the way that 50 Cent towards the end of his career or the end of his popularity started to become very formulated. You knew exactly what you were going to get from him and people had heard enough. And that's exactly what happened with his career. Um, But I was thinking about that too. Yeah. Um, he He didn't show enough evolution as an artist or enough adaptability as an artist in order for people to really be able to stay on board, you know. Um, but I'll think about that as well as far as the battles go. Um, I think that's another artist who will probably go with that same song as Snoop where he probably is going to play Get Rich and Die Trying almost the entire battle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, to me, is uh, I'm going to take points away. If you didn't get it, ladies and gentlemen, Ron takes points away if you're going to lean on a crutch. He's not going to let you get away. And, yo, honestly, if 50 was in it, which I don't think he would get into it. Cause, I don't think he's going to I think I didn't realize, because I'm a 50 fan, like, I really like 50s records. I, I I really am a big fan like of um I love Get Rich or Die Trying, but what I really love is the massacre. Like I, I listen to Get Rich or Die Trying, but it's weird for me because when it, it, it kind of got played to such a degree that I couldn't just I I don't know. It's like it got played to such a degree. I'm just starting to get back to like I can play it like that. Cause when it was on right. It just it just it got so ran to a point that I don't think anything has been ran like mm-hmm. they played a whole album on the radio. The whole album mm-hmm. was played on the radio, and it was just a nonstop thing. I love the massacre more because he did. I don't know. It's like I love the massacre, man. I love riding music. I love um, position of power. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I love uh Ski Mask Way. Like I really like Massacre. Like I love like how he kind of took a lot of different producers and still put together a body of work. But I do agree. I think um his hardest thing with a battle is I do think Snoop 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 showed a technique that can work if you're an artist that kind of you caught a wave in the beginning and then you kind of just kind of like you floated, but you may have never really put together a piece of work or art out like your first one or two. You can do, you can do a snoop. You can kind of say, you know what? I know I got like a classic 
one to twenty. I'ma lean on that. I'ma just I got twenty. Okay, I don't have twenty records throughout my career, but I got twenty on my first, and probably like another right. three or four on my second, and I maybe got one or two on the on the co- compilation. I mean, he can do it, but. Ron's going to dock points off of you. I'm sorry. He's going to dock points because he's going to look at that and like, nah, man, I want your whole discography. I want you to play your whole discography in this battle. I don't want you just leaning on. And, you know, it's kind of unfair because, yo, he got a perfect, I mean, I, some would argue a perfect first album. Like, he got. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like six singles, seven singles on his first album. He had. On the first album. Yo, he had singles. Dog, you know what? If you think about it, his intro was a hit. It's like the first eight or nine joints like were like singles. Like they were played on the radio with rotation. Like, you know. Yep. Like, give a comparison to the people. Volume three, volume two for Jay Z, right? What you get? You got Hard Knock Life. What is that? Money Cash Hoes. Uh, yep. uh, Money Ain't a Thing, right? Was on volume two. So that's three. Yeah. Yep. And then what else did you have off of volume two? I'm trying to think, was it? Oh, uh, did volume two also have um, Jigga What? Yeah. So, okay, it he did. has. Four. So yeah, four singles. And there might have been one that we're missing, right? But he didn't have like nine. Like 50 had like nine songs that was out. He had 21 questions. Uh in a club, which is just like stupid. Just a stupid, stupid level of just then he got the song with him and them. The intro. Um, many men. He, I want to say he had six records for sure that was like pimp. No, yeah, P I M P. Um, yep. He had six joints that was just going. You know, so I don't know. I don't think Fifty does it because I don't think Fifty wants to. I think he can live. He he's good with living on like a like. You know a story, like you know, what I mean, like he's known as this guy that had a time that was like a time, and he, you know he he can live on the story. I think one thing that verses can do that is negative is it can expose like yep. what it really is because we're gonna see and it. That's what that's what he does not want to happen. No, no, and I think that's why he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to get it. You know, Fifty is a very smart, meticulous Absolutely, dude. man. He knows. He Absolutely. will never admit to knowing. But he knows. He can't take on certain artists because the biggest part of his career was a very short period of time in the grand scheme of things. And just to take on any old artist, especially to take on any kind of legendary artist who had a longer career than him, he know he would be a shaky woman. 
he don't want to do that. That's no. not his personality. He got to show that he, he was winning and he's been winning and he's yeah, and he's dominating all the time. Every 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 time out. So he he's not going. I don't see him doing it. Yo, T.I. is not a good battle. I think I saw that everywhere. Everybody pretty much agreeing that T.I. is not a good battle for 50 at all. Like, not at all. No. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too many. You know, T.I. had had a run. And, I mean, he didn't – T.I. didn't have – he may have not had that one album that maybe people would say King – but he, he doesn't have a good Richard Pryor no. but he no. has several albums, four or five of them, that are full of literature <laughs> with bangers. Oh my God. And he's got huge singles with features. So his discography is it's hard to beat. Yeah, TIT is. He knows that. That's why he felt that's why he told Sissy. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's why he called him out because he knows <laughs> he's not he knows. St- he, going back to what you were saying. He's not stupid. He, he he's smart. Well, he knows. Like wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? He hasn't had as and it's funny. I didn't know until Ti said. I forgot. I didn't think about Ti and Fifty came about came out about the same time. Yeah, he said they, they both pretty much, he, he said his first album came out at the same time as Get Rich or Die Trying. Now, obviously, it's Get Rich or Die Trying, and it's I'm Serious. It's not the same, but go through those times, you know, you're talking about I'm Serious, then what you're talking about, like, trap music, then you're talking about Urban Legend, and then we going on a run. Like from that moment, we're going on a run. Yeah, and you know, yeah, well, you, a nice run. A nice run. Now we can say, okay, let's give fifty. Uh, get Richard Die Trying, the massacre. Um, we can say, yeah. we could, I uh, was off the I was off the train at that point. I was off the train before the massacre. To be honest with you, okay. But after that, I definitely was. I was out. I'm out. What, what threw you off the train? You you just was like, you wasn't feeling it? There was a few things that made me not a 50 cent fan. And I don't know if I was, I was a fan of his before. I don't know, this is very, you know, hipster, a hipster move, but I liked 50 before he actually became a huge superstar. Okay. Um, and I like to get Richard to try, but it was one of those things where this is too big. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Y'all giving him way too much and some of the antics that were going on during the time. And then the thing, and one thing that I didn't like that really rubbed me the wrong way is that, and people didn't notice it at the time, but I think they noticed it later on. 50 Cent was dissing Ja Rule for doing the same exact thing that he did. I hated that. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> I, I can tell that, by the way you said that you're like, I that, hated that. I hated that. That bothered me. I'm like, but you're singing on your record. 
how is he soft when he's singing on the record? But you're doing the same thing. What's the difference? Uh, and then he offered that for me. Like, well, I'm like, okay. I think it was around the time where he came up, came out with Sandy Shop, then he came out with Magic Stick, and that was it. I was like, okay, I'm done. Okay, off the train you <laughs> I go. Can't <laughs> I can't do this so much. Now, were you were you a big were you a big Ja Rule fan? No, no, no I wasn't. never, ne- no. never was. No. Wait, like, were no. you? What about Vinny, Vinny, Vinci? Because for a lot of people, Vinny, 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 That's Vinci. Yeah. I'm sorry for the people I'm messing the name up, but a lot of people like they go, okay, this is X J. They got this guy. He's like a, a little bit younger than them. Probably a lot younger than them, and um. He's more, you know, he's a street rapper, but he, like, did you have it at that time when they had the Murder, Inc., and Irv Gotti's trying to put that all together? And then, you know, for a lot of people, 336 is kind of when they go, ah, you know, like, okay, this is... I was a, I was a past, a past of, um, past of Ja Rule fan. Like, honestly, he was, like, in the same category as, uh, Memphis Meek to me. Like, there's some songs okay. I like. Okay. Some songs on the album that were cool, but I wasn't a fan. I'm not running to the store to buy the album. I'm going to listen to it. But I'm not a fan, you know? Okay. So, that, that's where I placed it at that time. And then when he started doing all that huge singles and Murder Inc. started doing the same song over and over, I was like, okay. You were off that train. Yeah. Say, I said, a lot of I'm train out. jumps. You're like, oh, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, Ja Rule. It it was, and we and we and we're like, we this is this is the uh, this is this is when the credits are rolling. Um, <laughs> uh, I I do want to say for as far as the battle uh, versus battle, I, I thought it was a great battle. I think it's one of the best battles. I don't want to know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say the best, but I think it's one of the better ones that they've put out. Um, I was wrong. I thought it was not going to be a good one. I was wrong. It, it was way better than what I thought. Um, and I do think Snoop. What I will say, and I got to say this about. Uh, I did say I wanted to say this on this podcast about Snoop. I think Snoop. I think we don't regard him as high as he should be regarded. He is a legend, and I think he's one of the best that has ever done it. And I think that um, we take for granted what he means to the game. And I think what we saw this last battle is, you know, it's up for debate where you put him. I think a lot of times, you know, cats will say, yo, it's Jay-Z, it's Nas, it's Big, it's Pac, it's 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 all these other people, and then there's Snoop. But I do think that there's an argument that could be made. He's 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 a lot higher than what people put him at. Um, because I think, yo, there was a time when a lot of niggas didn't exist and he did. And if we want to talk about, you know, we were talking about, uh, we we went on a tangent with with Fifty. 
if you look at and fifty did do that too. Like there was a before fifty, and then there's an after fifty where it, there was a like fifty. I I, I really should, but I'm gonna just say that one thing. Like like aggressive like okay you had Ja Rule and when Murder Inc. had it ladies and gentlemen they had it it was it was it was a problem like they was really turning them turning them turning them hit 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 MTV 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 and then 50 came in 03 well he was before 03 you know he was bubbling but when 03 happened and he came out I think it was February of 03 when that came out I'd never seen nothing like that and it changed the temperature like the temperature just, just it just you could oh, not yeah. come out with anything soft at all. There was no soft yeah. music. Anything that was not aggressive, hard, killing, murder, like it just was <laughs> like you could not. And Ja Rule, like I never saw a guy go from like MTV Awards, like he was the guy. Like you could not, like when I was in high school, and well, we both in high school, yo. You couldn't play. You could not play. It went from, not that I was ever driving around bumping Ja Rule, because that even got funny. Like, it was a funny time. Like, you couldn't, you know, his songs, you really couldn't bump them like that. Like that, in my situation. It just didn't seem like you could ride around playing, you know, ain't it funny. It just, like, you just couldn't ride around. Ja Rule was more, but he was an artist for the girl. Yeah. He was like, uh, I like that other cool day, but not other cool day. Yeah, yeah, that type of deal, that type of deal. And so, um, he switched. You know, when 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 Fifty came, it just it just switched the temperature. And I said that to say, uh, that's somewhat of what Snoop did. Like, there's a before Snoop, and then there's an after Snoop. And I just say all of that to say, I think he's a legend. I think he showed in that versus battle, he can rhyme. He is a yeah. lyricist. What he chose to do after the first album, I think has a lot to do with what we talked about earlier in this podcast. He lost the producer who was producing him. This yeah. is, you know, there was a relationship um, that produced what we got to see. And I think when, you know, I, things that were just out of the control of everybody involved, that changed the nature of what it was that made Snoop Snoop. It changed, you know, it changed things. People left labels. People weren't working with each other the way they were. And and I think Snoop, in all that, I'm saying Snoop is one of the best to ever do it. I still consider him a lyricist. And a guy that really is like when I saw him rapping like that, I was like, "Damn, I forgot that this hey, nigga you, can you rap forgot. like that. Like this nigga's rapping yeah. bar for bar for bar for bar. Like, like them early doggy style records. You forget like these niggas. Like if you listen to Dog Pound and all that, these niggas are rapping, 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 oh, rapping, yeah. rapping, rapping. So I, it was great to see. I was glad to see it. Um, and it's good for him. He deserves to get his flowers while he's alive. That people can really love all the aspects of Snoop's career. Like, yeah, they they they, they know the dropping. Like, it's probably more of them that know the stuff we was talking about. Those records, the dropping, like it's hot, all that other beautiful that that. 
But it was, it's good to, that people got to see that what we grew up with. Ninety three Snoop. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was the coolest person on the planet. There was nobody <laughs> cool. He was. He was not Uncle Snoop at that moment. He was the coolest guy. Period. It probably was kind of a bad, and you know, as cool as Snoop was, that, that you know, probably wasn't a good thing to run into Snoop at that time. Like he probably oh, no. was not the, you not know, at all. <laughs> he probably was not the not guy that you really wanted to run into because you know it was a different time. When you talk about evolution, and evolution in in hip hop and evolution as, as being a star in front of the camera. Um, in 93, you could have Snoop wasn't a stone cold guy. Yeah. And you would never convince me that he would be the figure that he is today. Martha Stewart. <laughs> and how he's viewed. And yes, you would never, you could never tell me that that would happen. At that moment. Couldn't see it. I, I. Couldn't see it. Yeah, that, it. He, you know, and I, and, and look, you know, I'm happy that X is healthy. He looks healthy. Um, he looks that like was, he's got that himself was one of the best things about this battle was seeing X in good spirits, looking looking healthy, um, being X, and you know, he having got fun, weight on him, like having yeah. fun, man. Like seeing X yeah. laugh and and joke and tell stories, man. It, you know, beautiful. to to see memes where he's crying and, and, and it looks bad, it just looks bad, you know, on shows and yeah. different things. And you just kind of like, you know, X is yeah. a hero to me, man. Like, it's, I, it's dark and hell is hot um, and flesh of my flesh. Those were very important albums to my maturation, man. Like, those were albums that I really, like, I, like I've said, uh, I've said this before um at that time like i didn't understand reasonable doubt i really did not understand um you know i don't you know this is like i'm a i'm a i'm a kid and like you know that that type of talk is a talk that like niggas who's getting it and niggas who understand like and have access or understand like getting money like that that wasn't things that i mean it just wasn't where my brain was. I, I, you know, I, I, it's cool, but it just, I just was like, it was over my head at that time. Like, and, and I just really, I never thought reasonable doubt was trash. It was just was like, that just wasn't where I was at. I was like, Oh yo, this nigga can rap, but it was just like yeah. something about it that didn't connect to me at that time. But when I, uh, when I heard it's dark and hell is hot, I was like, yo, yo, this this is something else. This is something else. Like you know, what I mean. So to see X kind of go down, I, I felt bad about that. So it to go back to to see him a couple of days ago look healthy, look like he's in a happy place. You know, eating annihilators. You know, yep. <laughs> running full speed for, to the bathroom because he didn't want to look crazy on TV. I mean, it was just a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful time, man. I got knowledge. That was a classic line, man. Throwing them. Threw them through that battle. 
threw them at threw them to sn- asking Swiss as the battle going on. Do you want some knowledge? Yo, and then there were so many classic moments, but before we get out of here, <laughs> you remember the part where Swiss was asking. DMX to say something. I don't know what he was asking him to do. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like this nigga, yo, this nigga's over here. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm hosting this shit. You do that. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. I love, yo, I love, yo, I love, rock, like, X is just, yo, man. I, I I loved it, man. I that, that was just an honest. Um, that's X, man. That's X, man. I just I love yeah. it because that, that that's the reaction that I expect from X to that. Like yo yo, I need hey, you to bro, tell yeah. them that you switching. It's now you going forward. And he's like, man, I'm not saying that shit. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, you do that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say one other thing uh, in closing. I was that was that was a hilarious moment, and that's an X moment. I want to say something else. <clears throat> and I saw somebody else cipher sounds. They posted this on IG, and I saw a couple other people post this. It was like, yo, get you a friend like like Swiss, like have yeah. make sure in your circle. You got a friend that's like Swiss. Because yeah. to those who have followed that story of X, because you got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, yo, Swiss was not producing. It's almost like a Manny Fresh situation. It wasn't like, you know, it, before X, you know, who was Swiss Beats? It, it, it was no, like, his first record was on X when nobody knew him. There's this weird sound that he's doing. Dame Grease really kind of sounds more of what you would think, you know, X's sound is going to become and going to be. And then he kind of does a, you know, Jay-Z like move and just like totally, ah, I'm just going to go on these weird beats and make these records. Da, da, da. X has the highest of highs at one moment. You know, he's MTV's. I mean, he's the guy. And then he goes through a, a rough time. Swiss, like, like, they had the video after the verses, and when he was like, yo, man, this has been a tough time, man. I'm Jada drunk. And he was like, yo, like, but I'm so happy that this, you know, you know, this worked out, man. We did it, man. We had, we made history, man. He was like, yo, I had to like get X on the plane. Like, do you understand? Like, he was like, yo, I've been up all day. Like, this has been just to get X here was just like, I'm sure. You know, sure. I you know like, even <laughs> like, 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 this was a whole operation to get the man to Snoop Studio, and that, and somebody, you know, Cypher had posted this long blur, but I'll give it to y'all just the conclusion. Get you friends, have friends around you like Swiss, because Swiss yeah. really, 
like he rocks with X. Like he loves X. Like X is his man's. Like that. Whether he's fighting addiction or he's at his highest or nobody knows Swiss for nothing, he really stuck by by X the whole time. And yep. you know, you you got to just give up. You got to just give respect to a guy that through thick and thin really held they peoples down and like and has given them a new life, like. Versus, you know, his streaming numbers are going to go up. If we could go places, he would be able to do shows a little bit, like higher now money because he just, he got hot again, you know? But just, I just think it's so dope and should be a light shined on. Like, yo, like Swiss really gave that man another jump that, you know, and yep. he's a legend, and he deserves that jump. And and uh, I thought that was dope that you, you you got a guy that really, you know, he holds X down. Win, lose, or draw, he rides with with X, and he always anytime he can lift him up and and look out for him, he does it. So I thought that was dope. No doubt, no doubt, agree. So this uh. This is uh, part three, uh, the end of a series of uh, episodes. This is this was supposed to be fifteen minutes. I feel like this is going to be a calling line <laughs> that I, you know I say uh, with podcast with my brother yeah. because we're on two hours and this is ridiculous. I'm I'm hungry and I'm tired and I'm going to end this as, fifteen minutes. You know, I try to get in and out because I know the listener doesn't want to listen to two hours, but you're going to listen to two hours because this is how this thing went. Uh, we're going to do better next time. We're going to try to condense it as much as we can. Uh, I'd like to thank my brother for helping me complete this series for this versus so that, uh, you know, we could we gave the before and, and after and, and just really gave, you know, the full complete story. If you didn't listen to part two, um, listen to part one so you connect the dots and uh, let me know what you think. Um, yeah, so stay safe out there. As we told you in the last podcast, wash your hands, uh, social yeah. distance, uh, wear a mask. And, wear the goddamn mask. Yeah, wear a mask, man. Like, don't be stupid. Don't you know? You know, history. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't, like, don't go outside or inside, bro. Yeah, yeah. Be protected. You know, be 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 the smartest guy in the room. Not not the crazy. All these these Walmart videos where you see somebody. Don't be that person. You know, be be smart. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Socially distance. And uh, be safe out there. We will, uh, I guess, do another podcast. You know, when another versus gets put up, and uh, and uh, I'm I'm anxious to see what the next podcast. I mean, what the next, well, that and what the next battle will be. So uh, y'all stay, y'all stay good out there, man. Peace.